0: In another complaint, also investigated by uh, Pedomenos, Palin agreed to reimburse the state about $8,000 for costs associated with nine trips taken by her children. Guess you're going to have to pay for those family values after all. I guess so. and the family values meals, too. Absolutely. (laughs) And who says Sarah doesn't read? She recently encouraged her supporters to read an article comparing the BP escrow fund to Nazism. The article says that like Adolf Hitler, President Barack Obama is stripping away the freedom of the citizens without mass protest. I'm glad to know that she knows who Adolf Hitler is. That's
1: a that's probably, that's a plus probably for she her.
0: Probably yeah. thinks he's a designer. When Adolf Hitler, this is from the article, was building up the Nazi movement in the 1920s leading up to his taking power in the 30s, he deliberately sought to activate people who did not normally pay much attention to politics. It goes on to compare the American public under Obama, to the useful idiots who followed Lenin's creation of the Soviet Union. Does that make Sarah... Wait, wait, the, wait, wait, wait what, a minute. we just jumped from the Nazis to the communists. I know, well, is- she's she's all, well, this article that she, she uh, know, yeah. she's the Oprah of the extreme right. You know, yeah. You've got to read this article, it's about the, the great designer Adolf Hitler, and about uh, useful idiots. Well, if she's the opposite of Lenin, does that make her a useless idiot? I'm not sure. But. And finally, the good news, it appears that Sarah can't fool all the people all the time. Greg Sargent the Washington Post, I like him a lot, reveals how toxic she's become among the broader electorate. See, we read about her all the time and all these people that pay huge amounts of money to see her be cute. In fact, buried in the internals of the new NBC Wall Street Journal poll is an amusing number. A majority see Palin's endorsement as a clear negative. Asked how they feel if a candidate were endorsed by Sarah Palin, here's the response. Enthusiastic, 8%. (laughs) Comfortable. 17 percent have some reservations about this 15 percent very uncomfortable 37 percent so a majority 52 percent are negative honor and an astonishing he thinks 37 percent are uncomfortable with the idea of a Palin endorsement so and there are and they in this poll there are only two other attributes a candidate might have that were seen as worse than a Palin endorsement supporting Bush's economic policies and supporting the elimination of various federal agencies and or social security. You have to go you have to be that stupid, right, to be even more toxic than Sarah Palin. I have Jane Swanson, spokesperson for San Luis Obispo's Mothers for Peace on the line. How are you, Jane? I'm great, thank you. Well, we're going to talk about the attempted or attempting relicensing of the Diablo Canyon reactor down there in your part of the country. Tell us about what's going on.
1: Yeah, uh, very briefly Diablo Canyon has two nuclear reactors and all of the high level waste that it's uh, produced since 1984 sitting uh, on the coast of California where there are 13 verified. Earthquake faults, one of them major and active. Yeah. And and PGE is, is has asked the Nuclear Regulatory Commission for permission to operate that plant until the year twenty forty five.
0: Really? That P G and want the people to know is Pacific Gas and Electric. They're the big utility conglomerate down there in your part of your part of the world. So go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, correct. And now, um, their current license is good till 2025, Mm -hmm. so they're asking for an extra 20 years. Uh. And Mother Trapeze has, we are pursuing all the legal processes to um, oppose this, and one of our, well, two of our big reasons for doing so, one is that there's a newly discovered earthquake fault, which has not yet been thoroughly studied and won't be thoroughly studied until 2013 mm-hmm. and another reason is that uh, Pacific Gas and Electric Company has an abysmal record of managing that plant. They're out of compliance with Nuclear Regulatory Commission requirements kind of on a regular basis and just last week they um, had to issue an alert bec- which is a, a second stage of seriousness of an incident because they were things were not under control.
0: Really, what was it? Were they working with the rods or something like that? And
1: yeah, they- it was. It wasn't. It wasn't in the uh, radioactive part of the plant this time. Although it has been in the past. This time, they were checking fire suppression e- equipment, mm-hmm. and a valve didn't work properly. And the reasons for that are not yet known. We have to wait till that's investigated, whether it was, you know, the valve or human error, we don't know. But it released uh, carbon dioxide into a room, which was uh, a potential threat to the health and safety of the people who work at Diablo. So it wasn't a really huge event in a certain sense. It's a chain of events that the uh, nuclear regulatory uh, inspectors, they identify what they call an adverse trend Mm -hmm. in problem solving and identification. And in plain English, that means that it's such a complicated plant designed in the nineteen sixties built in the seventies it's so old and so many parts have been replaced it doesn't fit together as originally designed and so you know even well-trained well-meaning people who work there get confused and they do things wrong you can't mess around with a nuclear power plant the the consequences of screwing up are just a little bit too horrible.
0: Absolutely. What can people do in your area who are generally interested in the cause do to uh, support you or contact you or learn more? Where, where do they go?
1: Yes. We have a, a, a website that's very up to date. It's uh, Peace, one word, dot org, mothersforpeace.org. And really, I'm sorry to say it, but what we need more than anything is money, money, money. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're a non-profit, we're totally volunteer, but in order to be effective, we do hire one of the best environmental attorneys in the nation, and uh, Diane Curran by name, and you can learn about her on our website, and so she is, on our behalf, has filed suit, uh, well, several places. We're opposing the license extension, and we also have a hearing in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals coming up on November 4 on um, matters that... um, came up preceding PG&E's application for license renewal. So that court case in federal court pertains to uh, the effects of a terrorist attack on the Diablo Canyon plant.
0: Well that's so a we good approach. To- yeah, because Pardon? every everybody's like out of their minds, you know, it's terrorists here, terrorists there, and they're going to attack our nuclear plants and, you know, so that's probably a good way good way of getting at the industry. It's,
1: it's pretty- Well well, it's it's actually quite factual. Yeah. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission uh, and uh, Homeland Security, they all say it's their policy, not Mother Peace. Their policy is that nuclear facilities, by definition, are targets of terrorists. Okay. That's their finding, not mine. So we're just saying, okay, given that fact, how about protecting the radioactive waste that's sitting there unprotected?
0: Well, good. You know what? We're going to get back to you after November 4th and find out how the Ninth Circuit uh, uh, suit went. You also have a Facebook page, do you not?
1: Yes. Yes, uh, yes. If you if you search for um, Mothers for Peace, that's our Facebook page. Easy to find. Good. And you you can find you can get a link to it also on um, on the website that I mentioned.
0: Well, thank you, Jane, and good luck with your struggle against PG&E, and we'll be in touch again. Okay.
1: We've been doing it for thirty-seven years, <laughs> and we'll just keep on trucking. <laughs> you
0: do it. Okay. Bye, bye. <laughs> thank you. The Further Adventures of Cardinal Teflon. Talking here, of course, of Cardinal Roger Mahoney, who soon will be retiring as the Red Hat from Los Angeles. In fact, they've already got a tomb for him with his name on it, In the Crypt. And I think it would be a good idea if he crept in there as soon as possible, because things are getting hot. 20-year-old college student, according to USA Today, was working as a youth minister with the Archdiocese of Los Angeles when he revealed a long-buried secret to church authorities. He'd been molested by a priest for several years. It began when the cleric was first a youth minister and then a seminarian. The young man met with church officials who promised the priest that this man, who had been abusing him, would never work around children again. Sounds good, huh? 16 years later, the man, now a father of two, typed the Reverend Jeffrey Newell's name into a computer and was stunned by the results. Newell was still a priest serving the Diocese of Tijuana. His MySpace page lists a half dozen teenage boys as his friends and includes pictures of Newell in his priest's collar. Uh oh, bells are going off and they're church bells. That discovery led to a lawsuit filed against the Los Angeles Archdiocese, alleging that church leaders, and of course that includes uh, Teflon Cardinal, engaged in fraud and negligence by allowing Newell to continue serving as a priest long after his alleged crimes were reported. Now, Now, this is not a criminal abuse case. This is negligence and fraud. The lawsuit is the second to be filed in California in recent months that uses fraud and not molestation or sexual battery as the basis for litigation over alleged sex abuse, and more are expected. Dozens are already working their way through the legal system in several other states, including 20 fraud cases in Minnesota in the past year. Suing for fraud could be another avenue for California clergy sex abuse victims who failed to take advantage of a one-year grace period that allowed them to sue after the deadline for a lawsuit had expired. So I guess that's the church's idea of grace, (laughs) a one-year grace period, so you can sue them for abusing you.